Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Guitar Stories Podcast with my friend Dan and my friend, my new friend, Rob Lang. Hi, Rob. Hello. Hi. Hi, Rob. We're having hello, hello, we're having huge technical issues as normal being the Guitar Stories Podcast. <laughs> Dan has had some audio issues. Um, so we're, we're apparently live. It might take us a few seconds to get into the show because of technical issues. So please forgive us. Um, Rob, do you hear me loud and clear? I do. Good. We also hear you loud, and, or at least I hear you loud and clear. <laughs> Let us know in the chat if, um, firstly, if you're there, and secondly, if um, if we're coming through loud and clear, the four of us, three of us, four of us, three of us. <laughs> All right. Dan, are you with us? I'm with you. I can hear you loud and okay. clear. And you hear me. Did you hear Rob when Rob said hello? Absolutely. Oh my goodness. It's working, gentlemen. It's working. Um, I don't I don't see the chat at all. Oh, there's the chat. Hello to Amanda. Hello, Sarang. Hello, Buzzle. Hello, Poo Ninja. Hello, Mikhail. Hello, uh, Valeria. Hello to everybody that's joined us uh, from the internet webs and from whichever circle you've come from. Welcome to the Guitar Stories podcast. Episode official 63, right, Dan? That is correct, yeah. Right, because we had a, a mishap with Jack Gardner and I got my, my numbers all around wrong. Uh, Dan, have you got have you got a new chair, Dan? Because you're, you're, you're like lower. We're going down like tiered. Oh. Like... <laughs> well, I think I've got to just readjust. But like the, the the three bears, like daddy, baby, and mummy. <laughs> so I'm too big, Dan's too small, Rob is just right. <laughs> yeah, let's let's that's a lovely jumper you're wearing, Dan. What's the dead <sighs> count on that? <laughs> is that better? That's much better. Awesome. Much better. So welcome to the show, everybody. With Rob Lang, it's Guitar Stories 63. We're going to talk to Rob about his past work at things like Total Guitar and also his current work at things like MusicRadar.com. But first, we've got lots of guitar news that Dan and I did not get, get to discuss because we were having technical issues. So I'm going to surprise Dan with the news as I'm going to surprise Rob with the news because we didn't get to discuss it because of all the, the stuff that was going on. But for me, the biggest news this past seven days gentlemen um was the fact that guitars were used on stage in things like the super bowl um so we had and if i bring up a little picture we had this the silver sky prs which was chrome wrapped um did you guys see this yeah okay any 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 advance on yeah Oh no, Rob! Rob's crashed. Yeah, I think Rob's Rob is gone. gone. To the land of, Rob's gone. Oh dear, we're off for a great start. Wow, what a start! Um, <laughs> what I'm going to do is, is kick Rob out and then click him again and see if that happens. He had some Bluetooth issues, so I don't know right. what the issue is. I can say that it is not Austrian internet this week. There he is. That's what Rob looks like on a freeze frame. I'll kick him out for a minute while we talk about the news. <laughs> so my question is, they, they kept saying, or PRIs were promoting this. They were saying that it was a silver sky wrapped in chrome. And why didn't they say it was wrapped in silver? That, that didn't make any sense to me because, you know, silver, chrome, it's kind of the same thing. 
maybe it's too close to the actual Silver Sky name because he was playing the Silver Sky? I don't know. I don't know. But we also saw another guitar that, uh, that Dan, you and I were talking about offline in, in our private lives. Um, where is it? There's the picture. At the Brit Awards. And it was a Les oh, yeah. Paul from Gibson with a flamethrower in it. And if you haven't seen it, then I urge you to Google flamethrower, guitar, Brit Awards or something. Um, what I will say is the guitar performance was admirable because he'd only been playing four months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that takes a lot of um, a lot of cojones to get on stage and play guitar when you've only been playing for four months. Um, <laughs> knowing that, I'm trying to skirt around the fact that I don't think it was very good. But considering he'd been playing for four months, it's pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, he, I don't know. What's your opinion, Dan? Help me dig myself out of this hole. Well, I, I, I totally agree. The performance itself was definitely okay for him just having played the guitar for four months. But let me just add that the responsibility that he had, that was a totally different animal mm. because he had a effing flamethrower. <laughs> so you don't, you don't necessarily like move slightly around. Otherwise they will well, like- I, I read this. Yeah, I read that he was attached to this. The flamethrower is attached to a second strap on the guitar. And if he were to turn around, there's a cutoff, which is either controlled by a person off stage. But if he were to turn, because there was a choir behind him, um, <laughs> they would cut it off. And yeah. thankfully, we didn't have to test uh, test the, the cutting off capabilities of his stage hand. Um, oh, we got Rob back. Hang on. Rob <laughs> no idea back. what Hello, happened Rob. there. Sorry. No worries. We're still, we're we're still just lovely. talking. We're talking uh, about how great you are. Oh, okay. And um, <laughs> also about this, Rob. I'm going to put it on screen. The flamethrower Les Paul at the Brit Awards. Did you see this? Oh no! <laughs> Have I frozen? No. Oh, you're back. You just didn't respond. That's okay. 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 Oh, you went all Anna and Elsa on us. Um, I don't know what's yeah, the going Brit on Awards, there. the flamethrower, Les Paul. Did you see this? I did. Yes, I was. I was actually at the Brit Awards, but um, no way. Awesome. From, but from 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 a fair distance, yes. That's the only time I've ever been to an awards ceremony, so it's, it's not a normal occurrence. <laughs> okay, how was it? It was good. Yeah, it was strange being there during the advertising breaks, and the guy comes on gets the crowd going yeah did you make some noise <laughs> i think so yeah a bit of noise okay. but yes it was it was unexpected that yeah he yeah, played we, like um, a finger style solo yeah he'd only been playing four months i, I read an article today on wow. on another website about guitars we don't need to talk about that one um but it was talking about how it's the the guitar tech from Biffy Clyro who helped set up the flamethrower capabilities of the Les Paul, and they, he bought a lot of guitars from uh, charity shops to test out. Like they were going to root a channel in the neck and all this sort of stuff, and they ended up just M6 bolting it to the headstock, which might have made the Les Paul stronger. You never know, you know, just to get a little Gibson dig in there. Um, <laughs> But yeah, regardless, it looks phenomenal. I think that the flamethrower is, is a great idea. 
of course it's that have you seen mad max fury road dan oh yeah the the classic yeah on the big wagon that but it's real live and dangerous yeah oh yeah um so yeah it was really the news was about guitars being in the mainstream because guitars aren't generally uh mainstream music so to speak but uh but it's good to see them there so that was my piece of news um dan has a piece of news that uh he can very educatedly speak about dan yeah what is it show me <laughs> you know what it is you sent ah. me the flipping picture <laughs> all righty yeah uh, it's a very special year our... oh yeah very special year 50th anniversary hushino usa aka ibanez usa is celebrating their 50th anniversary and uh, on that occasion they have released i think it's 53 guitars in total but you know who's counting between friends and they are amazing yeah um it's it's, it's a pretty cool collection of one-offs either made in the la custom shop or done by the japan custom shop and i think that's to my knowledge the first time that la custom shop or japan custom shop are kind of open to the public yeah so pretty nice what do you guys say did you spot any anything interesting the the base i was writing about I, this last night and and we got pictures of three of them okay um and specs of three of them the base the is it the cherry bottom base yep. secure yep. yeah just amazing looks absolutely stunning um was it on this screenshot yeah, that really. i put up rob is it on there on that screenshot that I've got on screen now? It is people watching the video. The Talman is the Talman not got details on the Talman and the Iceman. Um, but yeah, all, all you know, all, all three looks looked incredible. Um, Andy, yes, of Dan. course it's not because it's a bass. Oh yeah, it's a bass. Sorry, it's guitars only on the. I thought I right? thought we were you know. I've our, gone as far now. A brethren and sestren. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, not at all. Not at all. We can talk about bass. In fact, we probably have at least one bass player in the chat who will be dropping us a super chat at some point. Um, <laughs> no no feel, pressure. You can feel, feel free to do it now. No pressure. No pressure, but feel free to do it now. Um, yeah. So which guitars did you write about, Rob? The, the Talman, the bass, and you said there were three. And the Iceman. The Iceman. Iceman. Mm. Yeah, would be a yeah, very nice, great, very nice. And the the, the Talman is a is it a string through a neck through neck through? I think yep. it's, yeah, it's not a bolt on. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. When so when Dan wrote like... to me about it, sorry, when Dan wrote, he said that I can play bad cop, and I didn't know what that meant, and he just wrote back prices. So then he sent me the prices. <laughs> Dan, those are some prices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 15,000 was the number that I saw. And then I just sort of clicked away because, you know, I understand. I understand. $15,000. Is that $15,000 you sent me? That's correct. Yep. No, that's MSRP. I mean, I think the, they start at nine or 10 grand. And depending ah. on the model, they can go up to like 25K. So fairly wow. steep. Yeah. But I mean, would you say they're collectors or it's a collection opportunity, right? Yeah. 
I mean, usually LA Custom Shop guitars are quite rare on eBay or Reverb. So now as a mere mortal, like a yeah. rich mere mortal, you can actually buy a LA Custom Shop guitar. <laughs> we have our super chat come in. Two euros this week. He does not support anti-bass buyer. So we lo we normally get three. Oh, dear. We've, we've lost the euro for, for dissing Damn. on our bass Damn. cousins. Sorry, bass people. Yeah. I love a good bass guitar as much as the next guitarist. Yeah. And those were lovely. Yeah. I got to say, some of the nicest models from the Hoshino Anniversary range, they were the basses. But since I had to kind of cut down to less than, I think, like 30 models, I had to make a pick. And I mm -hmm. preferred the guitars, obviously. So, sorry. I, I don't want to jinx it, but I think that our technical issues have sort of settled i feel settled now does everybody feel settled yeah yeah, yeah. kind of yeah, so okay, rob did cool. you did you get reactions about the article uh i wasn't actually working today so i don't know how it went <sighs> down but um it seemed to be doing quite well on the traffic when i had a peak great um that yeah yeah ibanez is always popular on the site yeah ah, on social media it's what yeah. I tell Andy all the time. All the time. I just I just limit the way we talk about it. I did also notice, Dan, that we were talking about the PRS uh, Silver Sky that was wrapped in Chrome, that you posted a photo of the Chrome Boy on your social media. Is that yeah. at all linked to the fact that PRS were pushing the Chrome Silver Sky? Uh, or just pure I, coincidence? I don't know. Maybe I was kind of biased. I don't know. Influence. Oh, we influenced by super chat. All these influence. Yes, we've got a super chat from Rax FX. Thank you, Rax FX. We shall put this towards um, running a cable from Austria to Germany to the UK, so we can all talk a little bit more securely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Ibanez news. Yeah. That's good. Fifty years does not seem like 1972. That seems ridiculous. When I think fifty years, I'm thinking like that's got to be fifties or sixties. So, yeah, old. It's actually is, is, is 72. Is, I thought that's what I said. But we'll check that back when you edit the audio. <laughs> what did I say? I think 62. Oh, okay. Well, I meant 72 if I said 72. If I said 62, then that's British, British education for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. There is another piece of news that I want to talk about because 60 Cycle Hum talked about it, so I want to talk about it. It's the fact that Line 6 might be, or possibly have discontinued the DL4 uh, delay pedal. And I just saw it in a Facebook post that was a post of a Gear News post. Um, have either of you gentlemen got any information at all on the DL4 status that you can share? It's new to me, but someone actually asked me asked me if I still have my DL4 last night. The guy who sold it to me and wanted right. to buy it back, so he must know something. But I haven't got it anymore. So, oh, clever! Whoa. I read it Head on Facebook. I went out and bought it straight away because I've been thinking about getting a DL4 for years, and it's one of those things that I thought I'll get one one day, and then you know I'm thinking. You know, I don't want to say clon because that's ridiculous, but something collectible or purely for the fact I might actually just play the pedal. So 
I think for the first time ever, live on the show, I'm unboxing. There we go, DL4 delay modeler from uh, uh, from Line Six. I bought one. <laughs> Congratulations! Anybody want to buy it? Seven thousand <laughs> squid, please. <laughs> yeah, I'll be plug plugging that in after the show. But um, yeah, I bought one. I was influenced. Can't believe it. It's a good move if that is if they they could fake that news and just get sales bumped up. It really is. But if you think about it, when we're going to move on to your pick of the week, Rob, that gets line six in the news. So, you mm. know, yeah, no such thing as bad promotion. But uh, yeah, Tolman still have some in, in Europe. I think uh, Music Store has some. I don't know, but I don't know what, if the rumor is true. It just appears to be true. And now we're feeding that rumor. Oh, yeah, big time. But regardless, as I said, I always wanted one and I'm not going to sell it. I'm not that guy. Not yet. Not until I see the prices on reverb. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is that is my news of the week. Um, I guess we want to do some gear, right? Because there's some gears come out and we've got some picks of the week. Um, let's let our guests choose. Rob, would you like to hear my pick of the week first or Dan's? It really doesn't matter. It's just, you know, makes it more interactive. I don't, I don't want to I don't want to play favorites. Um... Who wants who who wants to say first? Andy. Our guests are so diplomatic. You want you want Andy? It's Andy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I've got to hang on. I've got to play a little jingle then. Andy's pick of the week. Well, thank you, Rob, for letting me go first. My pick of the week is this: the new kind of old. Fender Telecaster. So it's not a new guitar because it's a telly. And the reason I picked this is number one, because I love it. It's the George Harrison Rosewood model that they've released again, but they've just changed it slightly. Um, and I, I kind of predicted this a few weeks ago on the show because of the Get Back documentary. So it was kind of obvious they were going to do a George Harrison re, 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 re release. But um, this one's kind of special in that it's it is um, what's the word? Uh, it's got bits cut out of it. It is chambered. That's the word. My goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to click around the internet because I had to restart the Mac, so things are going wrong. But it's yeah, they've announced a new USA Rosewood Fender Telecaster based on the ones owned by Elvis and George Harrison. Yeah, that's my pick. It's a telly. Any thoughts? Why did you pick it? Because it's a telly. Full stop. If you want more information, um, it's because I, I, I kind of guessed that it would appear, and it, you know, it's nice to be right. Great. So Buzzle is asking. I didn't want to. How much Sides paperwork comes with that guitar? <laughs> yeah, it's. It's the first thing that I thought, like, how, how right is it to have a guitar made out of Rosewood or, you know, that my, I put my eco hat on for a moment. I don't know. I don't know. But CITES doesn't exist anymore or is it does, more relaxed. I think there's exceptions. Yeah. They're OK with it. Correct. Possibly. But yeah, well, Fender seem Fen to be. Yeah. Fender are like making Rosewood a higher end thing now, aren't they? 
as a as a fretboard. Didn't they get in trouble, Fender? Like, didn't weren't they telling some porky pies about rosewood and sighties and stuff? I don't know. Okay, ignore what I said then. Fender definitely got in trouble for doing something a few years ago, and I thought it was sighties and rosewood. I'm obviously wrong. Someone in the chat will correct me. No, I'm sure. No, no, no. I think that just the regulations have changed. I think like stuff like Brazilian rosewood is still heavily protected. Oh, there we go. Rex FX, non-Brazilian rosewood is exempt from CITES. Thank Correct. you, Rex yeah. FX. Thank you very much. So, yeah, yeah I, I, firstly, I like the guitar. I love tellies, and I like that George Harrison rosewood telly. This one's chambered because the originals were renowned for being very, very heavy. Not that I've ever played one, um, but I, I think there's always room for a new telly. I didn't get a price on it. They didn't seem to release price. I think 3K. Okay. Yeah. Nope. I'll, uh, I'll wait the for the Squire version. The neck does look gorgeous. Nope. Okay. Well, I'm that, that's my like pick. A, a I'm making a cheapo version of it. Well, not really. But um, <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a mahogany modern player, which is the TP90. I put a rosewood neck on it, so it looks much oh. better now. You had a maple neck before, um, which is you know they were the Chinese vendors, the modern player CP mm nineties, -hmm. uh -huh. and um, yeah, I just got to get the, the the necks not bonding with the body very well. Something I've done wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna take it to a tech. Have you, tried, have you tried screws? I hear those. those are all the rage. <laughs> I, I thought the nails would be fine. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, I think I've tried to shim, and yeah, it's not, it's not happening at the moment. So I'm interested to see what it would sound like. Yeah, I've, 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 I've I don't know. I've never played the the Chinese, the not the modern, not the modern players, is it? Did you say? Yeah, modern, yeah, modern player. player. Yeah, it's like a t yeah, it's a two two P nineties thin line telly. So you know, it's a rose woody color, but um, yeah, it came in the maple neck. Never really looked very good on it. I almost bought a modern player and then oh here's a good story and then i didn't there we go end of story <laughs> <laughs> apologies so that is my pick uh dan has a pick and then we'll go into rob's pick rob we do not have a jingle for you i apologize sorry but dan does have a jingle It's a great jingle. Thanks. I love it too. <laughs> uh, I still, I still haven't put it on my phone. Whenever Andy calls me. Oh, that would be a good idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll rework the lyrics for you. So, Dan, it's your pick of the week. Take it away, sir. Yeah. So, uh, my pick of the week is definitely from the Hoshino Anniversary Collection, and I gotta excuse myself to a lot of people that would probably have picked other more progressive or stylistically diverse models but i am a sucker for that culmination of 80s retro vibe and modern specs so we're talking about the roadstar 2022 model mm -hmm. which is basically you know taking the old original roadstar shape the original headstock and put 
everything in there that a modern player would like. You know, we've got a fancy flame top. Um, we've got EMGs. Uh, we've got gold hardware, locking tremolo. That's just, I don't know. Among all these models, I, I feel like like an old man, but that was just what floated my boat. So um, the, it's called the JPCS6. And um, yeah, as I said, it dates back to the to the 80s. And I don't know, it just felt amazing. and Not felt, it looked amazing. And if I had to pick one model, that would be it. Well, you, you did have to pick one model. And that was yeah, it. but for purchase. Oh, I beg your pardon. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, just look okay. at the neck, bird's eye maple neck that's been stained and gold hardware. And what I find interesting is that it's using a swamp ash body. So I would assume it's also rather lightweight, and uh -huh. that's something that I like. Um, How much using is this going to back then? What's the price on it? Uh, I think fifteen k. Okay. Nah, not okay. <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite a lot of money. Yeah, that's that's the thing. If, if you excuse me to to go on a little rant kind of thing, I love the collection. I love the models. I love the idea behind that. But given that you can take the or, or purchase like two custom shop guitars for the same amount, it kind of feels tough to justify the price tag. You know, so mm. hopefully, let's say I hope I hope that some of these ideas kind of inspire people in the product development to come up with similar ideas for production models. Ah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do you think how it's you, right you guys? to to? Uh, uh, sorry, just uh, do you think it's right to to collect these guitars just to buy them to see them increase in? value i know that's a huge hard topic to yeah that's hard to say i mean there would definitely be collector's items and that's the other side of the coin i highly doubt that any of these 53 instruments will be gigged at all and uh, that's mm. very sad sometimes you know there's nothing better to see a pro musician kind of take one of those high-end guitars and take them on stage because they look gorgeous and they perform incredibly well and I just love seeing those, you know, in the stage light. Yeah. What do you guys think, Rob? Uh, I'd like to see the the model itself come back, the the roadster. Oh, yeah. I, I think Dan's 15. right. I think this might inspire people to to bring things back because it is a classic. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if if. If Hoshino would really consider bringing it back, because with the AZ they kind of brought some sort of legitimate successor to the market. Mm. Mm -hmm. But still, yeah. I like that nod to the 80s, and also seeing that they are still able to build the original shape and and bring it to the market, kind of at least leaves a little bit of hope that this model might return, at least as a some sort of reissue or small run or something like that would be cool yeah. sure yeah I, I think there's space for it in the market it's just things are moving so quickly now and and with all the new models out for 2022 and i don't know it would be it would be quite some time in the future i guess at least a year mm -hmm. or two even i don't know depends 
But um, yeah, I think that's a good pick, Dan. Out of all the ones you could have picked, because I've seen a lot of the pictures, I, I thought that was an interesting choice and not the one that I thought you would have picked. <laughs> Which one so, would you have thought I picked? If I can bring up, I'll just bring up that big photo again. I thought, I thought you were going to go for something more gemmy, or but I actually thought you would have gone for. If I can show you, or kind of pointed out, it's a blue one with cavities. Um, top row, one, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> six from the left or third from the right. Yeah. Is it an S? That is an S, yeah. Okay. Again, so that that's one. from from the uh, Japan custom shop. It's called the wind shear. And they kind of used, um, what is it? So some sort of uh, chamber ring that goes through the whole body, which mm -hmm. I haven't seen ever on an Ibanez before. Um, yeah, but the body itself, it's flame maple, flame maple fingerboard. I think very interesting picks when it comes to the specs. I, I just, I think it's quite funky. I like, I like the look of it. I'd, maybe I just would have picked it myself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's ask our guest, Rob, you have a gear pick of the week. It's super, super new. And, um, do you want to tell us what it is? It's, I'm not reading this off a. Of pdf on my phone um good. it's the uh line six catalyst amps that were announced at 6 p.m this evening mm -hmm. um six original amplifiers uh ranging from pristine clean to modern high gain all crafted line six sound design team with hx technology in um so they haven't got like uh you know lcd screens or anything on them Right. I believe I could be wrong about that. I might have made uh, that wrong. You, you um, are right. You are got, right. Yeah. So they, I think they're they're kind of trying to appeal to the maybe the more traditionalist player. Well, <laughs> for given value. Um, so it's you got like the HX reverbs in there, which is quite cool. Um, mm. I really like what Line Six are doing in general. Um, so I'm interested to see and hear these. Um, I use a power cab myself, which is quite weird because uh, I don't have a helix anymore. Uh, but uh, right. and I love their stuff. <laughs> that's, that's another. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. a strange one. It definitely doesn't <laughs> adjust by any gear pick, but um, no. it's a very interesting choice. I watched Henning's video on it, uh, or I watched the first 20 minutes because it's an odyssey. Um, and then I called <laughs> Henning just to say, I really enjoyed the first 20 minutes. Um, Oh, I can't. There's something I can't say. Okay, that's in the future. If you're listening in the future, then, then that's not the only video that Henning's going to release on the Catalyst. I will say, I don't have a Catalyst here. Um, I'm a big fan of the amp that possibly they want to take the crown from, the Boss Katana, and I, I do work with Line Six, but I, I don't know if there's a reason because I'm so vocal about my love for the Boss Katana, and the Catalyst is a pretty close to the bone name when it comes to naming an amp. I think it's a great name, but Catalyst Katana very close to each other. <laughs> it's very clear from the no LCD display, no no guff, then a, a few model amps. It, I actually think the weak point of the Katana is the reverbs. So I'm really interested to hear the reverbs on the Catalyst. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because the I love the reverbs in the HX series. I've got an HX stump. So if the reverbs uh, are as kick-ass as the HX series, then they might be onto something. But also, 
Lion6 are really famous for doing firmware updates like really, really often. So I think that could be something that brings people to the Lion6 Catalyst. Any of that ring true with you, Rob? Yeah, I'm really impressed with how they're supporting the, the Helix stuff, especially the Stomp, which is just, I, th I think is amazing value. Mm. It's I think bang for buck, it's hard to top really. Um, so they just did a massive update. So yeah, it'd be interested to see what the future for these amps will be and, and how they can be expanded. Um, totally agree. You know, I'm really impressed with the power cups, power cup stuff with the, um, the speaker models in those. So yeah, I'm really, you know, I know it, it might, you know, the spider is not a, <laughs> a cool thing to name drop, you know, but you know, Robert Smith uses them. So yeah. <laughs> it can't be that bad. Yeah, he's, um he's done well for himself yeah yeah he's had a few few hits so um yeah I, i'm really interested to hear them i mean I, you know for some people they might not be the most exciting thing <laughs> but yeah it was um yeah i'm interested to try them out great what's the price point on them they I are roughly the same price as the katanas so mrs is it mrsp or map price oh, depending right. on where you are was more expensive but then i looked at them they're about what you'd expect to pay for them without giving you a, a true the, the 60 answer. is 420 dollars up to right. the catalyst 200 which is 700 dollars. okay okay so yeah. there's similar priced amps out there already but i'm actually seeing prices on sweetwater for 299 399 wow. and 499 so oh, right. actual, actual really prices high. are a little bit lower. Yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. Well, that's. I love the look, Rob. I think the look is amazing. I think they look they look really sexy. Not that that should be what you're doing in an amp, but I like the look very much. I wonder if they got. I don't know if I joke, but if they got the, the tilt back stand that the power cabs have got, I love that on the power cab because I quite I, I always struggle to hear myself on stage, and that being just being able to tilt it back. Mm is um cool that should be in all combos should have those have those in mind i'm just looking at the pictures on sweetwater and it doesn't look like it does have the tilt no there's oh what's that down there no it's just a screw no there's no tilt back oh, there, as shame. far as i can see you'll have to get an amp stand not, yeah. not very cool turning up with amp stand <laughs> is it no. or just a just a chair rob what's wrong with just throwing it on a chair that's what chairs I've used, are for. yeah we used all, all types of things <laughs> The flight cases go on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. what's the, oh, yeah. the cabinet they're using? It's their own proprietary. Do you mean the speaker? Yeah. Um, it's yeah. it's called the Catalyst HC, and then there's the HC60 or the HC100 or the HC200. I haven't seen the 200 really, but um, mm -hmm. I don't know what it's based on, but it's yeah, it's proprietary. All right. Okay. There's eight. There's eighteen additional effects, which is yeah. It's it, so it's far more than just reverb. Then wow. That yeah. Is, I mean, uh, I wonder how that's going to work with the men with the menus. Whether it's like a a dial. It could be again like the Boss Katana, where you've got limited features on board and then more edit stuff within yeah, the box like that as well. Yeah. Which um. And I really like the Line Six software as well, so that really has some some possibility to to be good. Yeah, it's great. That's what it could. 
But a, a killer combination is the HX Stomp and the Boss Katana. So if they can take that away from Boss, then they've got a great product in their hands. But um, it's a big if. So Andy, speaking of uh, the Katana, do you think uh, Line 6 should have released a head-only version as well? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but they replaced. Was the, there was a there was a head version of the spider, right? Not recently, like the last the spider five was the last one we had. I should be more clued up on this. I will say that um, if they did release a head, then it would be a real uh, battle against the katana. I think that could come. I think it makes sense to make the combos first. Especially mm -hmm. if their if their proprietary speaker is so connected to the sound of the catalyst, so I don't know. I always appreciate a head. Fender did that with the Mustang, didn't they? Mm. The Mustang, yeah. Always like those. Yeah, I, I sold I, mean, I sold a Mustang once and almost didn't sell it because I I put it on the twin setting when the guy was here to check it, and I loved it so much, but. I kind of missed that. Aren't I? Yeah, even I think even the guy from the Killers has used um, Mustangs for the the clean models. Yeah, the the the, the clean stuff is amazing. Yeah. Um, just checking the chat. If you're in the chat right now, then I am reading the the chat stuff. Uh, I wasn't trying to tempt fate by by clicking around too much in case we we end up losing one of us. But um, yeah, Rob, your choice has been well received. I think. Possibly more well received than the Dan's choice and my choice. But to find out whose choice has been the best received, it is time to buy, borrow, or burn, which is like a game you played in school, Rob, when you had maybe some celebrities and a choice of three things you would do with said celebrities. <laughs> but in this case, it's your it's your your pick of the week. It's my pick of the week. It's Dan's pick of the week, and we have to decide if we would buy, borrow or burn these things. So uh, I'll play you a little jingle, then we can decide. Buy, borrow, or burn? Yes, it's buy, borrow, burn. So if you're in the live chat right now, let us know which pick you would buy, which you would borrow, which you would burn. I hope you're not going to burn a $15,000 Ibanez. That would be ridiculous. But if you do, that's your choice. Um, I am going to pick for Dan first, and then... Dan can pick either for me or for Rob. We'll, we'll just let it play out. I think Dan would buy the Ibanez, borrow the Fender Telly, and burn the Line 6 Catalyst. No. No, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Don't react. Thank you, deadpan face Dan. Buy the Ibanez, borrow the Catalyst, burn the Fender. That's my that's my decision. Dan, am I and am I close? You were right previously. No, uh, you come changed on. it for the worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, okay. Well, definitely buying the Ibanez if I had the fund. So hypothetically buying it. Um, the Rosewood Telly. I'm pretty intrigued. I think the price tag might put a couple people off but still it looks interesting i think tone wise it's always a nice addition to the arsenal sure okay so i didn't get it right 
Uh, before you choose for one of us, Dan, let's go to the chat. We've got Rex FX would buy the telly, borrow the katanaist, and ignore the iphones. Oh, oh, well, at least he's not going <laughs> to at least he's not going to burn well it. Valeria, she would buy the iphones, borrow the catalyst, and burn the fender just like that Gibson in the Super Bowl. Okay, okay. Fergie in France would buy a premium version of the Ibanez Roadstar. But what's it with you people changing the rules? <laughs> but well Borrow the Line 6 and make it into a cool floor amp and burn the telly. Oh, dear. Studio Camille. Mikhail would borrow the telly, buy the amp, and burn the non-bass by Ibanez. <laughs> <laughs> Touché, Mikhail. Touché. Um, let's do one more. Guitar Ruckus. Guitar Ruckus would borrow the Catalyst, buy the telly, and burn the Ibanez. Oh, dear. Sorry, Dan. All right, Danny, are you picking for me or are you picking for Rob? I'm picking for Rob. Okay. All right. Rob is a experienced guitar player, so I think he would probably vibe with something that's more traditional as well because he knows the historical value of instruments so i'm assuming that he would buy the telly try the ibanez just to see how a modernized roadster would feel compared to the 80s versions and burn the amps because he probably has better ones in his rehearsal room how's that no it's, it's, oh, I've, I've cheated haven't i well, i'd actually burn the telly because i love tellies but i, I hate heavy guitars I hate them <laughs> it's chambered it's I, chambered rob I, I, it's chambered won't be enough we know it won't be enough <laughs> never works for les balls it won't it will be it will be north of eight pounds and i can't be doing it All right <laughs> right, sorry i mean it could be a lovely guitar but i'll never no i'd rather see it in ashes but then uh heavy guitar. Oh, yeah wow. so you're gonna buy the the line six amp because that was your pick or would you borrow that one yes yes i'll buy the line six and i'll borrow the the roadster okay so i feel awful saying that about telly that's, that's it's part of the game. At least you didn't try and change the rules like everybody in the chat. You, you <laughs> took it like a like a real person. Okay, Rob, would you please choose for me now that we know each other so well? Um, I think you'll borrow the catalyst. I think you'll you'll buy. I think you'll buy the telly. And you'll burn the Ibanez. Spot on. Sorry, Dan. Sorry, Macaulay Culkin, Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I can't burn the catalyst because I have to try it. I could live my life never playing the Ibanez and I'd be happy. But I absolutely have to try the Line 6 catalyst. And I love that telly. And I can, I'll just buy a wide strap, you know, if it is a little bit more weighty um, or, you know, spend an extra couple of days at the gym. I say extra, spend some days at the gym. <laughs> um, yeah, so by default, I have to burn the Ibanez. So I'm very sorry, Dan, but I could, I could live without it is what I'm saying is, is, you know, bottom line, 
I don't need it. It would, it would, it would hurt me in my heart, and I wouldn't do it if you were watching. But I would do it. All right. Okay. Melodify wants to know how much the telly weighs. We don't know, and of course, each guitar would be different ever so slightly. But Rob's right; it's going to be a, a a chunky baby, even if it's chambered. Well, I'm, I hope we haven't upset anybody, and if we have, it's all Rob's fault. And um, please contact him on his email address available at musicradar.com. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just a game. We're not really going to burn gear. And honestly, I'm not going to buy a three thousand dollar telly either. But um, but it's part of the game, and we've played it. Whew. Okay, I think we got away with it, gents. Ooh. Yep. <sighs> now, um, people in the chat, we're about to go on to our main topic of talking to Rob about his history and his past, and maybe even his present and his future. So, if you have any questions for Rob, then get them ready now because you can get them in the chat, and I can save them. We can ask him. But um, it is time for Dan. Did you get chance to prepare anything, or are you going to do it on the I'll fly? Do my best. Yeah. Okay. Then please, Dan, would you introduce our guest of the week, Mr. Rob Lang? Absolutely. So our guest of the week today is Mr. Rob Lang, UK-based guitarist and also editor for Music Radar. So he's basically dealing with guitar news and everything that we love and appreciate on a daily basis. Moreover, Rob was also editor for Total Guitar Magazine, which happens to be Andy's and my favorite mag with uh, several, <laughs> several years of subscription. And uh, above and beyond that, I think I've already kind of tackled it quickly briefly rob is also a seasoned guitar player who occasionally the gigs and therefore has first-hand experience when it comes to trying new gear and you know get a practical impression or practical review of gear which is always good so he knows what he's talking about and we are very happy that he's on the show to discuss the topic are guitar mags dead yet hopefully not and we'll try to dig deeper and find out what's next and what the development will be for guitar magazines online and offline what was it i like the way you add, i like the way you added the word yet which we didn't actually agree to put in the title <laughs> <laughs> i did worry when i saw that title i was like Oof. <laughs> yeah, Rob, just before we say thank you, just so you know, the title and the thumbnails and stuff is just the wrapping for the good stuff within. It's just to get people yeah. to click and watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I will say at the top of this, and I also said it in the trailer for the live show, I do not believe guitar magazines are dead. I believe there's a place for them. Um, but I think that it's, uh, it's about evolving and it's about ad adaptations. And I think that sort of this is the reason we wanted to talk to you about this because you were with Total Guitar, and now you're with Music Radar, and you're online, and that's the kind of evolution that I was thinking. Um, so, over to you. Thank you for coming. Um, what's it Thank like you for doing what me. you do? Um, well, one one other thing is I started on Guitarist Magazine, so ah. I don't know how many years, but it must have been maybe about seven years 
Well, so I've worked in guitar. I've worked for Future that owns the magazines and the website for it'll be 17 years in May. So quite a while. Joined in 2005 on Guitarist Magazine. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's crazy how fast that's gone. Um, and yeah, I just I was, I've been thinking, you know, coming on because I'm not I'm not out there. I haven't got like a a social media following. I'm quite a behind the scenes type person, maybe you could say. Um, so I'm coming from a quite a different angle, I, I guess. Um, and one thing I'd like to maybe if I can give is insight on how to get into that. There isn't just one way into the industry or inside. Please. The yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I feel like I can't speak for guitar magazines. I, I feel a bit bad seeing as I've, I've jumped ship, <laughs> but I was on them for a long time before I jumped <laughs> 15 years. So, yeah. I didn't jump, you know, it was uh, <laughs> Were you like, pushed? Like it's some kind of a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, it was really question. good that you guys appreciate Total Guitar and, you know, that's it's really nice anytime we used to hear that, you know, and I still do a lot of reviews for Total Guitar. I'm one of their main right. review guys. So I'm still I, would, really I wouldn't be here without Total Guitar, just so you know, Total Guitar was that's my, amazing. that's how I learned guitar. Um, I did dip off, you know, I, I, I don't have a subscription currently. I did have in a, a few years or last year. Uh, and then when I moved to Austria, things got complicated with, with shipping and it got really, really expensive. Um, but yeah, Total Guitar, as Dan said, is my favorite and always has been. It has a certain, I like the, the feeling that magazine has. It's kind of, um, it's a very friendly magazine, whereas Guitarist was more, I felt pressure to be good with guitarist and take it seriously but total guitar i thought i could just pick it up and there was no pressure to be good and there was lots of nice little slip snippets to learn stuff which was one of my favorite things that's good i mean seeing you know what you do and and this show i really feel like it has that inclusive kind of spirit to it that i recognize in total guitar so it's really cool to hear you say that because i feel like you definitely can definitely see that you know that's really, and it's great that it's had some influence on you. That's great. It's amazing. You know, I still love guitarists yeah. as well, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I have guitarist magazines. It's, it's now grown up a yeah. little bit. I feel I'm, I'm worthy of reading it. But um, yeah, Total Guitar was more <laughs> accessible and, as you say, inclusive. So yeah, thanks for that. Yeah. Man, you, so, you, you had some great title stories as well. I think uh, Total Guitar is one of the few magazines that really had remarkable and, uh, let's say, unique stories. I vividly remember the, and I talked with Andy about that, the Ahabo Rabo Taco Salad feature. I think that was a little bit before, oh, your, yeah. before your time, but it had been dug out for the for the vault section again. And that was, that was fire. We, we had a star guitarist kind of play a song on the cd and you could actually jam with it and rehearse that track and that was yeah that was that. amazing that is funny i i actually i was i watched that alter bridge in bristol the the night they played that and it was just like you know i worked on guitarist then and you know it, I, I was jealous you know that they the total guitar had got that <laughs> yeah i was like that, i mean this is crazy they've written a song for the magazine and they they're performing yeah. it on stage it was like what the so yeah, yeah that's very that was a very cool thing you know okay and i was in no way responsible for it <laughs> but yeah some spirit maybe 
But these um these magazines, including Music Radar, are all under Future Publishing. That's right. Or, or Future. Yes, now, is it, that's is right. Yeah, and that's Guitar um, World as well. Um, so Guitar World was owned by Future, then it then it was, then it wasn't. Now it's back again. So, yeah. and <laughs> this is where it might get confusing. Um, the magazines, their online home is all at Total um, at Guitar World's website now. If it was previously on music radar so they've all moved across the guitar world so you'll find all those magazines guitar techniques guitarist uh bass player and so guitar are all on the guitar world website so that's like their, a bass like magazine oh, don't speak of it um <laughs> so yeah they're all, i'm just i'm just poking the there. bear that is mckeel yeah. <laughs> so there's so we have Guitar World, which is the home of the magazines. Then how does Music Radar fit into this? To jump to the to the present, so briefly. So uh, that coincided with me joining Music Radar. Um, so Music Radar is kind of its own thing now um, in terms of guitar coverage. And I'm hmm. uh, I don't have a team over there. It's just me. So I um, juggle a lot of plates. Now it's not even a it's mixing metaphors there, but um, yeah. Spinning so, a lot of balls, uh, I think, is the term you're looking yeah. for. Yeah, but we're still, you know, ha there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of cooperation between the um, between the mags and and ourselves and and Guitar World. Okay, so how do you decide who gets what? Like in that when you said you were jealous of the Alter Bridge thing, and you weren't working for Total Guitar at the time, how do you how do you divvy it up? Well it's the mags tend to work fairly autonomously in the approaches that they make occasionally they will team together to offer like a content package to artists mm. but a lot of the times it's pursuing your own kind of connections um and yeah there's not as much divvying up as you might think um for instance you know if, if total guitar get an interview that will eventually appear on guitar world but um, uh, Music Radar will have to pursue its own interviews. Got it. Well, you this mentioned uh, at the beginning of the chat that this, this it, it is, but it, it also makes sense because it sounds yeah. fair and it sounds almost organized. But you mentioned at the beginning of this, this section that um, you were going to give some insight into how to get into this. And I'm sure I applaud anyone who makes money from working in any music industry because it's flipping hard. And people think that to be successful in music, you have to be topping the charts. And that's obviously not the case. And thank you to the people that watch this channel, but they're fairly educated. Um, but you've got one of the jobs in guitar. How did you get it? Um, so it's quite, my, my history of futures quite unusual I guess that I did work experience at the company when I was like 14 15 um at uh -huh. Games Master magazine so Games Master magazine yeah yeah Yay. yeah yeah <laughs> this is back God, this is going right back the the N64 just come out as a, as a Japanese import so we're going <laughs> way back I had a Walkman <laughs> with a you know cassette did you meet around. Dominic Diamond no no oh. no I think the TV thing was quite separate but um that so i knew i wanted to work in mags quite early on um but i was more into video games and then yeah but it, was, it certainly wasn't as straightforward as oh, i want to work there you know 
and eventually you know I went to university it was in the back of my mind I didn't do journalism at university did politics um but went to work in a bank after university did it decided okay I wanted I just wanted to work go into a workplace after university uh then I decided right I need to get on with this did a postgrad in journalism really after that I was like oh I can't find a job you know amazingly while I was in the closing stages of the postgrad a job came up on Guitarist Mag I was just like this is a pipe dream this won't happen and um eventually you know it did I got I, got, I ended up getting the job somehow <laughs> uh and I was taken on as a production assistant which is uh like a sub uh a junior sub editor so I luckily they let my editor at the time here Michael Leonard who's no longer with us sadly a great editor um he let me do writing he knew that I wanted to write and he gave me opportunities to write and I and he let me interview a lot of metal uh bands that wouldn't usually pair in guitarist but it was great I was getting experience but one thing that helped me get in that interview was us I started with some of my friends a metal uh web scene we didn't know what we were doing but we we just loved metal and we wanted to to talk about it we wanted to chat about bands we loved and i think that helped because they could see that i loved doing it and i was doing it mm-hmm. off my own back so that's one thing i would say you need to go to somebody and prove hey i've done some writing here doesn't matter where if you show that you you love doing it or I've reviewed gear on my YouTube channel. It all that's that would be the modern equivalent now. Because sure. back then YouTube was just taken. I remember the day we discovered YouTube in the office. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's crazy. Is, I feel like an old man now. <laughs> I, the first thing I looked up, I think, was Pearl Jam's a live video. Because I I I grew up without MTV and all that stuff. It's like, oh my god it's like they've got them all they've got all their videos and yeah it was uh god i sound old now don't i <laughs> but yeah this is but so we've seen the the emergence of youtube and youtubers and you know it's amazing to watch you know from my perspective mm. what, what's happened to the industry um it's hard to kind of succinctly put my perspective on it because it's crazy you're seeing all these things happening at once that Mm. print is obviously declining it's like undeniable Mm -hmm. um but yeah I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to talk myself into, yeah. a, into a bit. No. Here. I just <laughs> I wanted, to, I wanted to stay silent. Just let you keep talking. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Go on. But I think it's going right in the direction that we actually wanted to discuss because, like, um, magazines have kind of developed from being like the broad medium that inform guitar players and hobbyists about what's new in gear, what's new in music, to become a more sort of, let's say, um, niche outlet for the high involvement and geeky readers and, and uh, you know fans that that are really into learning songs from magazines and, and and get all that content and are willing to pay for it how do you how do you see how magazines or even uh, digital magazines or online uh, sources can position themselves in a world with a plethora of youtubers and, and amateur youtubers and full-time youtubers 
and artists like Tim Pierce and others that have their own channel with millions of, of subs. How do you see that? Well, I think it's what one thing I would draw upon is my experience with Total Guitar is watching we couldn't put artists on the cover anymore um, so much. People weren't they were dividing people too much. But what what the big uniting thing was was lessons and hard what we call hard benefit, which is showing you how to do something. I think that it's just an alternative. It's not necessarily an either or where you have a kind of physical thing in front of you to sit down with and i think there that is a huge attraction and it still is for me to sit down with a mag and learn from that as as great as youtube is great in different ways um mm -hmm. it is you know it understandably it's challenging because you know there's there's a world of opportunity i think one of the jobs of a mag is to filter um great yeah. lessons and just have real succinct lessons like we used to do chord issues where we'd we'd filter the called essentials really carefully curated lessons um and that and that, that's all you know youtube has got all of that but it's finding it and knowing where to look for it. um sure. in terms of song tab there's some really inaccurate tab online like <laughs> i won't mention the site but you know you know what site um uh, so you know you'll know that the the total guitar tab has been <laughs> carefully checked and it's accurate 100% accurate so that's one thing you know um but yeah I, I can it's it's it was a real it's it's challenging in print it really is it's it's hard work it's uh you know it's that's it's great and I got you know you get to meet your heroes and things like that so I'm just, you know I'm not complaining about it but it is is you know and as as your roles are you know it's constantly you have to deliver the right content that connects with people um mm -hmm. yeah do you think do you th totally that, right that. that content must be more mainstream or even more niche because i think there's also quite contrary opinions how those magazines should appeal either like a very wide audience or you know just very specialized players and, and readers well it that, that's an interesting question because i think different mags approach that in different ways i think total guitar from this i can only speak from my time on the mag um recognize that the thing that unites people is learning trying to get better so we honed mm -hmm. in on that everybody wants to learn more chords everyone wants to be better at blues or wants to learn certain facets of the blues um whereas other mags might take a different approach like you know the guitar magazines honed in on quite niche builders and things which i think is really cool you mm. know and they, 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 i work with those guys on guitarist to sit some of the guys that are over on that title so we all know each other there's not this like i mean we don't like them but you know but we, we all work together <laughs> <laughs> um it's the same with youtube guitarists yeah. i can tell you that uh, and then and then guitar <laughs> And then guitarists, obviously, an aspirational. You know, I can't, I, I can't really speak for these mags. This is my just my perspective on them, where it's it's mm. it's very aspirational. But they, you know, guitarist still does, you know, affordable gear as well. So, yeah, it's a mag. Ideally, a mag is like a a, a snapshot on the world of guitar, isn't it? You know, it's it's where how they filter that. 
um it's such a huge yeah subject. i mean when it comes to, <laughs> to lessons yeah i mean i think you've done a great job of, of kind of uh sort of getting just the main juice out of that whole topic just in, in a few minutes but one of the questions uh, we've asked in the past online educators online guitar educators i'm not sure if it was on this show but on some conversation i had with david wallerman about how um they put out lessons on youtube but you can buy their courses and i think i remember asking him why should someone buy your course if they can get the stuff free on youtube and his answer was that when you buy the courses and things like that, they're curated, they're controlled, they're filtered, they are logical in progression. Whereas if you're just searching through YouTube, you know, is there a sixth note in the pentatonic scale or something, then you can find a hundred videos that might be good or might not. And especially since the YouTube has removed the dislike counter, um, it's even more responsibility on places like magazines and online courses to provide good quality learning material. I mean, saying that there is some great free stuff out there, some phenomenal free stuff out there. But absolutely, I agree with what you're saying about it being curated and, and filtered. And for me, the, the magazines are an experience. It's something tangible. And also, you can leave them on your coffee table and people can say, oh, you, you play guitar, do you? And you go, oh, yes. Would you like to see my collection? Come on, come and see my pedals. Um, you know, so it's a conversation opener. But yeah. yeah uh, uh, yeah that's that's i totally agree and i think the big thing for me when i was on mags is especially towards you know the last when i was editor was value it, how much value are we giving the reader like I, I was upset you know I, I was very much in my head is why should someone buy this you know walking right. into a news agents and you know looking back on those issues you know i've got a lot of issues here um it's got so much value in them they got so much value in them and uh you know if you sit down with them and you can go back to them I, that was a big thing for me is like i want someone to yes. keep this thing and i want them to go yes. back to mm -hmm. it so yeah that there's okay there's a word there's a phrase i use a lot about gear as well as option paralysis and i find that with youtube i don't i just don't know where to start if i <laughs> want to learn something sometimes i mean it's cool mm -hmm. that people gravitate and they subscribe to certain tutors but with a subject like chords it or you know pentatonic scale it can be overwhelming so it's i think it's cool that mags can provide that um and even on the subjects of gear gear topics as well i mean there's there's just sure. writers the guitarists they're, they're so experienced they're, they're, uh, yeah absolutely but the thing with the with the youtube channel and i'm i'm kind of proof of that is that anyone can open up a youtube channel and anyone with some tenacity can continue to run a youtube channel they don't necessarily <laughs> either have to be any good or know what they're talking about they just have to keep doing it and, and finding their flock as it were and guitar magazines have uh you know there's some some legendary people working there and uh you must know jamie humphreys a, a friend of ours on the show who came yeah, up with guitar techniques and and yeah he, he's obviously got amazing skills and knowledge behind what he does but one of the things that i think that youtube can give that magazines can't is immediacy and you seem to be bridging that gap at music radar so to talk from my perspective, I, I remember doing a, a review of a Fender Strat, whatever it was at the time, uh, Player Plus. 
and it just came out and then one of the guitar magazines had a massive fender section and it didn't talk about the player plus at all and it made me realize that that guitar magazine was not giving value for reviews at that point and I, I found it quite comical but the rest of the magazine was really good in this, the point of education and learning and the classic track or whatever it was that month was great but this is what I'm talking about, ad adaptability and evolution. I think reviews and magazines, uh, printed magazines now, are honestly a little bit laughable from a YouTuber's point of view because they're instantly outdated. We, you know, we, we don't get the information that far ahead that it can go into print. So I've seen some magazines kind of, I can't say fail, but certainly fail me as a reader by being out of touch with what's currently available. Um, so Music Radar, that you're responsible for with the guitar uh, department, you, you seem to be bridging that gap between what the magazines can offer and what people on YouTube and the things like that can offer by being more immediate. So I hope I'm not unfair in saying that about magazines, but that I don't think that, that I, if I were running magazines now, I would certainly come away from reviews. I don't, I don't think that's something that uh, can offer value, as you said, Rob. I yeah, I mean, I that's that's a whole other thing. Reviews, I I, I would defend sure. Max quite fiercely on that on that front. Um, please, please do. I, I'd love to hear your your, your opinion. I, I'm not I'm not sure you know the play plus thing what that refers to, but you know my own experience writing reviews for Max, it's it's no different to when I'm writing for the site, writing a review mm -hmm. for the site. I just have more words. I can waffle a bit more because I'm not going to cut it down. <laughs> but, you know, it's, I really put myself through the ringer. I can only speak for my own reviews, you know, because I, I am like, what if someone buys it based on what I'm writing? It's, that's always my my thought. But, you know, you it's always interesting hearing the perspective of, of YouTube reviewers on this stuff. It's, you know, that's, I should be interviewing you, really. <laughs> Which I might, you, Go for you guys it. Go have for got it. a different, uh, you know, a different perspective. Um, you know, print lead times are always going to impact, and the oh. the restrictions of words. We, you know, what you can say in a fifteen minute video, it just dwarfs what you can say in a few pages. You know, you're lucky if you get a three page review. So it's it's being able to tell that story in a much more condensed way in a mag. And there's, you know, a mag like guitarist, um, Dave Burlock, who's the reviews editor over there and has been for years, he's opening up the guitars to to look at the, you know, the, the tone cat, uh, circuits and things. I'm not seeing any, like, I'm not seeing many YouTubers doing stuff like that. So it's a level of, the okay, sorry. It's a level of detail, <laughs> you know, even in the mag. I do do that. That's one of my... Yeah. One of my yeah. USPs is that I do open them up and yeah. do look inside, but um, it may even have been inspired. I mean, it's, it's, it's built out of curiosity and I want to offer something that no one else is offering. But certainly I've seen that they do it in magazines now. And um, yeah, sorry, I, I know I stopped you in your, in your train of, of speaking there, but nah. it is that's an example of them off of realizing they need to offer more. And I'm certainly not knocking guitar reviews. I love reading guitar reviews in magazines. Uh, I was just talking about the, you know, the immediacy of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's that's where there's, you know, there's huge opportunities for for music mm. radar. I think 
you know mm. and, and it's really nice to be able to hone in on on smaller brands smaller builders you know especially with the pedal it's the pedal community is amazing like and it just and you know it's a worldwide community now it's just i think it's amazing how accessible that someone with the work ethic can be a one-man operation i can get a, a pedal off the ground and you know in a, within a week of getting units out you guys yeah. can be creating a buzz for that person i think that's amazing mm. um yeah I, I it's it's hard for me to be too much of a like spokesperson for mags though i, I can i can no, no, about what was sure. yeah but you know i still i still write for those for the for mags are the same kind of values that i would write for the site definitely um mm. And it reviews are like a whole minefield in themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. There are, there are so many YouTubers out there that people find their favorites. And I've certainly found that through, through running a YouTube channel. Some people absolutely hate me and they, they hate everything <laughs> I do. And some people tolerate it and some people enjoy it. Um, and with a magazine, there's less on offer. So whereas we said right at the beginning of the show that um, I'm a total guitar kind of person, but I can find enjoyment from guitarist. Uh, I think it's all about choice and therefore trust. So you're you're putting a trust and you mentioned, Rob, that uh, or to paraphrase what you said, you feel a responsibility when you review something that someone might buy it. I feel exactly the same thing. And there's there's so much. Uh, it's so nice to hear you say that firstly, you know, um, as as someone I don't know to also feel a responsibility to to someone purchasing something because I always think if someone's about to start guitar that's that's the one I always think about with the affordable stuff if someone's about to begin a guitar become a guitar player and you put them off or you you or one I should say one sells them a guitar that isn't good you could kill a guitar career right before it starts and and that's something that's really is horrible so guitar magazines really offer a lot for the beginner and that's when i fell in love with total guitar for example yeah i think in a lot of ways i'm still you know i'm not playing a custom shop guitar and you know i get a sense from you that you're very much connected to your audience you're looking for the best tone for the best price that and that's me you know uh, so much say that you know over lockdown i got really into mod inside which you know you just don't want to see me with a soldering iron it's terrible but it's <laughs> but i got really into how good can i get an affordable guitar not just for myself because i want the best mm -hmm. guitar i can get you know because i i just i can't afford to buy really expensive guitars and you know we don't get given really expensive guitars unfortunately um and it you learn so much more about tone that way as, as well you know i'd i would say to anyone you know don't be afraid to tinker because you start to learn a lot more about your sound huh. but yeah. you know don't buy a cheap soldering iron just don't, don't. <laughs> i've been there i've done it i mean the difference between a cheap soldering iron and a decent one is probably only to put it in euros about 40 euros and still i bought the cheap one and <laughs> I... I've ruined a lot of pots in my, in my time. Oh, I'm blaming it on the soldering iron. It could it could be that, <laughs> yeah. It's I, that was something I was thinking. Why are we still soldering? You know, seventy years on. Yeah. Why a guitar? You know, a... so my, look at how things have changed on YouTube and how the things that haven't changed. It always True. fascinates me. I mean, so many. I think EMG tried their best, right? Yeah. 
Pardon? They had the connectors. The pl- yeah. Right. Was it? Damn, was it an Ibanez I opened up recently that had quick connectors in it? I don't know, but I th- uh, I'm pretty sure that EMG started with that. Yeah. I think, I mean, someone in the chat will let me know, but I did a video in the past week or so where there was quick connectors in it. Uh, uh, it was either yeah. a Harley Benton or, Ep- or Epiphone, Epiphone have, because um, I actually fitted an Epiphone harness into a telly, uh, like four control layout. Cool. Um, and it's cool. just so much easier. I've been less to, yeah. <laughs> to solder. I'm, yeah, I'm a bit of a... I'm I'm very much like a tinkerer, a, uh, trying to cut, you know, save as much money as possible. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'm not your typical there, person that's been in. This there's a lot to be said stuff. for being a little bit tight with money. I, I, yeah. I absolutely agree. I love getting, <laughs> like, um, you must know. Do you know Iron Gear pickups? Being in the UK, yeah, they are awesome. And you do not need, I mean, there's some stuff to be said for some of the, the bigger brands, but Iron Gear are a great example of modding people, modding guitars. You can throw those in and they will almost always be an upgrade on what came with the guitar on, on certain price yeah. points. But the fact that those exist and all you need to do is learn to solder, which is yeah. uh, an ongoing journey for, for me. But um, yeah, changing pickups, is, it's a great question. Why aren't we always doing quick connectors? It would make sense. I, I guess compatibility would be the answer yeah yeah i I just hope it doesn't put a lot of people off because you know one of the great things about guitar is being able to kind of hone you know you get the guitar you like then you change things you you almost create your own signature model that's the i I love the idea of someone doing that in an affordable way you know rather than you know because no guitar is going to be perfect off the show well some are but um i'm always tinkering with with guitars probably you know i'm not really playing enough now because i'm tinkering too much (laughs) (laughs) that's another problem we've got some comments on the soldering and things so i'm going to read a few of those out and poo ninja says that a good solder joint will last longer than most humans plastic connectors break (laughs) um soldering from buzzle it soldering is reliable and not that hard I, i i have to agree but there is a talent to it and Rob, I'm sure you're far better than you're claiming to be, but I, I, it's I just the main. Pain. There's there's the couple of times where you just want a third hand. You know, you just need oh, yeah. another. Hand. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, well, I, I've got two kids, so you know they they're always you know pottering around somewhere. Just uh, don't hold the shiny <laughs> bit, of the soldering iron. Don't hold that bit. You'll be fine. <laughs> Sarang has an interesting uh, take on this. As much as I think soldering is outdated, said Sarang, I love doing it. It's a meditative exercise for me. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Good good point, yeah. Yeah. I learned the hard way that you shouldn't breathe in the uh, the fumes though. <laughs> massive <laughs> massive headache one day and couldn't figure it out how Whoa. to lie down. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, but so- Dan yeah, I just I just wanted to kind of push us a little bit more into the direction of where where magazines are headed. So I'm I'm sure you kind of do some research on the readers' preferences on the website. What is it that they are gravitating towards when it comes to to do, to the segments on on music radar? Are they more clicking articles about news or more about reviews? Like what's what's the the, the 
news the most clicked kind of segments artist news is big um but okay we're seeing we're seeing growth in in reviews definitely um okay you know without saying too much yeah i i think things like pedals are the great uniters aren't they they're like um people can afford to well not afford to but are likely to buy one online maybe take a chance on a pedal watch a few demos people like yourself and then you know and they're in there i think there's a real interest in in pedal reviews um but yeah we're seeing a lot of great in artist news definitely um that's just mm. an ongoing thing um but you know affordable gear is huge it's you yeah. know the harley benton type products which has mm. been you know it's great it's opening up people to to owning more guitars and but also you know the affordable end of, of big brands like ibanez and esp and Squire is always popular, Epiphone, mm-hmm. as you can see. It's interesting. It's the same sort of, uh, same. if I was asked that question, that's the same thing I would say. Um, pedals unite. And for me, videos of pedals, they do okay and they grow over time. And a pedal will have a longer lifetime for the video, a pedal review. Whereas guitars, uh, people buy guitars less often unless they're affordable. If I, if I do an affordable video, it pretty much goes through the roof straight away and then when i take that and i mod that guitar as we were talking then you know you've got this thing that's that feeds into itself but um yeah it's interesting that the artist stuff that's really encouraging because it's good to know that people are actually still listening to music and not just buying pedals and collecting them and stuff yeah yeah people connect with artists massively um with this site had a its biggest month ever in um the end of last year we hit like 4.5 million unique users in a month so wow it's that was a combination of of a lot of things coming together i think that we've invested in and um yeah it's really it's just really exciting being out it's it's such a different perspective for me coming from print and being able to react Mm. and seeing exactly Mm -hmm. what's happening in real time and being able to react to that it's really exciting (laughs) yeah um and i i just i'm really interested in the kind of gear coverage that we can offer and and explore you know and i'm i'm very much watching people like yourselves and how you approach things you know and the inclusive way that you do that you know you maybe want to buy a a slotver pedal is it slotver the um yeah yeah i need to stop watching pedal for most this it's really easy more. to grab that card isn't it and just type in some numbers uh. at the end of a, a video oh. uh, rob what's coming from print into now online media what's the one thing that you miss most coming from magazines into online uh, journalism um getting the mag back and and i used to love seeing the the cover come together and you know and photo shoots and things like that we do less of but there's a lot less of that going on at the moment because of COVID as well, um, because bands sure. are in mm. bubbles and things on tour. But yeah, getting the mag back was always a, exciting. Seeing, the, you know, but you know, try not to find any mistakes. That's the scariest thing about print. <laughs> yeah. It's like you put something online. Yeah. I mean, 
I suppose it's like you you guys with a video. If you spot a mistake True. and it's gone up, what can you do? You replace the video? I don't I don't it's much harder, isn't it? You have to take the video down and, and yeah. put a new video up. So yeah. therefore it's a it's a new piece of content or a new product if you yeah. want, a new magazine, a new print. Yeah. Um I did it just this week. I was reviewing this guitar, which is the Jupiter from Valiant. And my model has the Planet Wave uh, machine heads and the new models have the Goldo. And I said, these are the Goldo 510 locking tuners. And they're not, they're Planet Waves. Um, so yeah, yeah, I made a mistake and you just have to live with it. And, you know, people might mention you in the comments and, and then you, you get to respond to it, I guess. I guess you didn't get that with the magazine. You can at least uh, change something in the comments or the video description or the title. But in a magazine, once it's out there, it's out there. Um, yeah, that is, it's a very different experience. But it, you know, I I loved it. You know, I, I loved it. I got to meet so many people that I, and, you know, I, I always just saw myself as a messenger, you know, relaying. It wasn't about me. It was trying to get the right inspirational quotes and insight from an artist because I did a lot of artist interviews and you know convey that to inspire someone else um and i just love doing that and i still i still love to i don't do as many interviews now but i, I still love doing that yeah. also you gotta Correct. say that magazines that they are some sort of historic document and uh, even a curated website like music radar you always have a very uh, well-maintained archive of articles and, and stuff that you can find whereas in the special social media realms, everything is so quick paced and elusive and, you know, you see it and you've almost forgotten about that already. So yeah, I, I like that sort of added immersion as well. Yeah. yeah. I could spend hours reading a magazines and I can also get completely lost on those digital magazines like Premier Guitar or Music Radar. There is something amazing about an impactful like spread feature intro spread with an artist where you can get a whole vibe of the the piece and the artist from that you just can't convey online so much i mean you can other mm -hmm. do other great things where people can read about a song and they can click on a thing to hear it straight away so they know exactly what the guitar player yeah. is talking about so they're different different strengths really and different different advantages yeah i had the the total guitar ipad readable version subscription and had that for a few months and then ended up upgrading, I guess, spending more money to have the print version as well. And even though the iPad, I could press the button on the screen, it would play the backing track, it would play whatever I was trying to experience and the magazine couldn't do that. Um, and you had to put the CD in and stuff, which is still amazes me that it comes with a CD. I was, I was hoping at some <laughs> point, I know you can download stuff, but it, I, there's, where am I going with this? Um, what I'm trying to say is that I still see that tangible magazine and CD experience as something that I want to experience. Yeah. And I think to come full circle around to the beginning of the, the conversation, I think the three of us are saying, at least for us in our age group, magazines are very much still relevant and still something I want to experience as a player. Um, and someone's just brought up in the chat, actually, Fergie in France. Um, 
adverts in magazines, looking at old adverts and like magazines from the 90s and stuff. And uh, Fergie's just written, I love and hate old magazines for the adverts. Marshall Bruce Breaker for £69.99. <laughs> pence. <laughs> yeah, oh, the yeah. old the old adverts are fantastic. Oh, yeah. It's what's yeah. interesting as well is that beginners guitars, you know, are still relatively cheap now. You know, compared yeah. to what they were, it's the, the the vintage stuff will make you cry when you see the old adverts for vintage listings with old Les Pauls. It's just like, oh my god! <laughs> and you could go back, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we can't, so we should buy those new Ibanez fifteen thousand dollar ones, and <laughs> we'll be sitting on our two hundred thousand dollars in in six months. I, I, that's my <laughs> prediction. <laughs> Rob, is there a headline that you would like to read on Music Radar? Oh, oh, no, that's just who would I want to reform? Um, they've all got, yeah. <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> I gotta say, now while he's thinking, that's a great question. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Andy, what would you like to read on Music Radar or in Total Guitar Magazine or one of those magazines? Uh, I'd like to read that the presidents of the United States of America are playing in Wells Oberösterreich, so I can go and see them next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, then, and then Ben Folds 5 are also co-playing because I miss both bands. That, that would, yeah. Off the top of my head, that's my, my top of the head my answer. Uh, I always wanted right. to do a rig tour with Pearl Jam. That, that's just a personal thing that might not mean mm -hmm. anything to oh, a lot of people but yeah that never quite happened but yeah i'd like to see somebody do is that. it you that did the is it you that did the 1991 pedal in that case it was yeah yeah that's what i was reading because well, i've read a lot of your stuff recently and, and, oh there it is there it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i saw that you were very i read sorry that you were very complimentary of that pedal and andrew from funny little boxes is great i bought some stuff from him and I just wonder how much of your personal guitar playing preferences do you get to bring to your job? That's interesting. That's one thing I would say to anyone reviewing is just you got to set that stuff aside because I'm all whenever I have to set that stuff stuff aside. I think with that was a bit different. I was kind of like me and two of the other former <laughs> uh, editors of Total Guitar used and the current editor-in-chief of guitarworld.com used to play in a grunge covers band together cool. so we're all kind of biased with anything like that um but yeah i i'd say it aside and i'm always surprised by what i play you know i do it will if if a guitar's light weight is always gonna kind of <laughs> be on side with me but you know i've given good scores plenty of heavy guitars you know because it's not an issue for plenty of people so I can't assume that, you know, I, I, um, I think I'm good at that now. I, I, I putting aside my own taste, but I think it's complicated. It does come into play, doesn't it? You know, your demo, your Absolutely. demos might be better for something that is up your street. You know, you're, you're in advance. Yeah, I think it's very different with YouTube. I think as you're saying, you have to be quite universal because there are less magazines, less online journalists, but as a YouTube channel, I would almost do the opposite and lean into what yeah. um, what my passion is 
um, fuzz pedals, for example, because I can't hide my joy for them. At least in a, in a magazine article, you can think about rewriting something a little better or, or you can, you know, fluff it out a little bit with some fairness. I, I, yeah. I can't be fair because I have a passion for them. With with Andy in the, the 91, it's like it's a great story as well of a guy who. Yeah. The way that started and that actually started with us doing a news story. One of my mates said, look, have you seen this? And the news story did really well. People connect with you know grunge that era does does really well online yeah. i find um it really, yeah and it's it's just it's it's an affordable pedal it's just it ticks so many boxes for me you know and it's just like a i love the fact that he collaborated with some other british builders on it and everything it's just a great really like positive story so yeah that's been one of my favorite things lately but, good. It's yeah. nice to. Gear, gear is like people have never had it so good. You know, it's just so. Last year was probably the best Absolutely year nice. I remember for gear. Honestly, like just with a quad cortex things like that, it was just so good. What was it's the so best piece of gear that you reviewed? And maybe did I, not buy afterwards. I was really surprised by the Acoustasonic because initially I was like, when I saw it in Nam, I was like, ooh. ooh. Uh, ended up loving it, especially the the um, the Jazzmaster one. Really oh, yeah. cool. The the humbucker in that was really cool, and that was one where I had to try to change my perception of 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 it. Like I I didn't know what I was. Am I playing an electric with acoustic sounds, or am I playing? And it I, for <laughs> me, it's more of an an acoustic with a stage acoustic with more possibilities i think if you approach it as an electric guitar you might be disappointed because it doesn't really sound like a the telly one doesn't really no. sound like a classic telly tank but that's a really cool uh piece of gear because it got people talking and changed my perceptions you know it's one of the best sounding acoustic live sounds and i i used to play acoustic in a rock band and it's just horrendous like it's always a compromise with an acoustic <laughs> yeah yeah you know? It's well, I'm a, a massive battle. fan of the Acoustasonic. Yeah, uh, really cool guitar. It's it's hard being a guitar YouTuber and liking the Acoustasonic. <laughs> that's a hard job. Not enough people play it. You know, that's the thing. People have opinions, and that's cool. But when you play it, it kind of like you're like, ah, this is really different. This is like two things at once in a lot of ways, and in a really cool way. So you know, and some people would never stand on stage with one. I can understand that, but yeah, I yeah, have, just... I've done it, and I got laughed. <laughs> Good. I'd I'd play if I was playing acoustic in a band. I'd play one tomorrow, and you know, um, but yeah, a really just interesting year with that, and the you know the Cortex, and you know even things like the Fender Micro, um, Mustang, Mustang, that's Cracking. like a huge thing for me because I've got kids as well. I don't have an amp in the lounge. And I can just plug in and within seconds I can be playing. That's a huge thing for me, like the setting up thing when you've not got a lot of time. That's a really cool. It just changes the way you play. So yeah, I, I love things like that. And again, really accessibly priced. I'm not I'm not I'm not on commission. I'm sound like I've advertised this stuff. <laughs> but it's just a lot of good gear, you know, in the UA, you know, universal audio pedals, you know. I would never have thought I would pay three hundred pounds for a pedal and I bought an Astra. You know. Wow, there I didn't even like modulation in my pedal board a few years ago. <laughs> so, mm. 
it changes. Yeah, yeah it's, it's expensive for fashion. <laughs> it really, really is so expensive, but one of the most rewarding, definitely. Uh, so, Rob, uh, just one additional question: If you wanted to give our viewers and also the listeners on the podcast an impression of what the editor Rob is all about, what do you think is the best or the quintessential article you've written? The article that represents you as a writer, as an editor, the best. It's hard to think of one. Um, oh, just visit the Just site the every day and you'll get a different perspective on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but there must be, I, I, I imagine there, there are a couple of stories that you were super proud of either because it was, uh, like you said, it changed, you changed your view within the article or it turned out super, super good and you got a lot of positive response or something like that. Yeah. Um, nothing to jump in. You know, you think it's this, I forget. I do write so much. Um, I really, I really enjoy writing reviews lately. You know, like the 1991 pedal. I got to tell a bit of a story about the background of the pedal. Whenever there's a story around the gear, yeah. it's cool. Um, but I, one thing is, I'd like to do more advice pieces. I've written a few advice pieces on, uh, you know, practice sessions, um, playing gigs, based on my own. Uh, mistakes and my own experience because I'm constantly learning when I play live and so anything I've got a few pieces of advice articles like that anything that draws on my own experience I think is always the most rewarding and I hate people can get something out of it you know because I'm like like anyone else out there I'm just learning all the time and falling flat on my face sometimes yeah. um we all do yeah <laughs> Right. Well, um, we're going to end it there, guys. But that was I never knew where this conversation was going to go. Rob, we, we've never met. And although we seem to be aware of each other online, and that's really cool that everything's connected in a, in a really positive way. And I'm really enjoying your writing and uh, the stuff you've been, I've read more of your recent stuff, of course, in preparation for talking with you. But absolutely, if anyone's more interested in Rob's stuff, then you should go and check him out at musicradar.com or, you know, go to a charity shop and pick up some old copies of Total Guitar or come to my house <laughs> and rifle through the bins because I've got loads of them. But um, Rob, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And I hope you've enjoyed it as, as much as we have. Because I have. Um, thank you to you too. It's a great show. It really is. I'm not just saying that because I'm I'm here. It's such a cool show. It's like, it makes me like remember why I like guitar. So, yeah. Oh, that's Carry on, you know. Well done, guys. You know, thank you. Well, thank you very much. Sincerely, well done on, on what you've done yeah. and what you're doing. Well, I hope, um, I hope you know we, we cross paths professionally and personally yeah. again. And if you're at NAM or something, you can always holler from across the other side of the uh, you know the hall, and I'll I'll make my way towards you over yeah. the day. <laughs> um, yeah, Dan, do you want to ask people to give us some reviews and ratings on iTunes and stuff like that, my friend? Absolutely. If you enjoyed this show with Rob and want to listen to more episodes or even, you know, dive deep into the back catalog of older episodes, um, feel free to check out iTunes. And while you're there, give us a five-star rating to make sure that we're able to continue the show and get more exposure and spread the word and, you know, enthuse more people about the guitar.
Wow. Can't say it any better than that, Dan. Um, thank you to the people in the chat as well. It's nice to see you guys uh, amusing yourselves and also joining in the conversation. It's always fun. I can it's really see the cool, chat. actually. It's hard watching... to... Yeah, it's yeah, got a really nice, positive community. It is. People are very nice, um, especially the bass players. You know, just before we leave, the bass players that watch this channel are some of the nicest people. Would be nothing Ooh. without bass players. Nothing. Yeah. Just, just idiots with six strings. All right. Thank you so much for watching um, and listening. If uh, if you want to join us again at some time, that would be great. So, Rob, thank you. I hope you come back as well, because I'm sure there'll be lots to talk about and things will have changed because things progress so quickly. So I would love to have you back on in, in a few months or, or, or something like that to. just to see what's going down in Robtown. Yeah. Thank you. For OK, me, well, that's it for, for this evening or this afternoon, wherever you are. I'm going to I'm going to go. I'm going to go and rewatch the latest episode of Boba Fett, Dan, just so we've, we've spoken about it. We never talked about it, but I'm going to go and watch it again. I'm not ready for bed. All right. Well, then, enjoy. <sighs> I shall. <laughs> or Snowpiercer. You can pierce some snow. There you go. I'm going to pierce some snow. All right. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Cheers, Rob. Cheers, Dan. Bye. -bye.